Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please, the best damn record of the month club. And you listeners can go to joinvmp.com slash laser time and see how you can save $40 on a full year of badass records. this event or product. Ahoy hoy, everybody. Welcome to Talking Simpsons, home of the heavy sack beating. I am your host, Bob Mackey, and I'm someone else. And this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who is here with me as usual. Henry Gilbert, and I'm full of piss and vinegar. Before it was only vinegar. And who else? Ratmaster 2000, Chris oh, Antista. Oh, I thought you were Hammer. <laughs> and today's episode oh. is Homer the Vigilante. Okay, men, it's time to clean up this town. Meaning what exactly? You know, push people around, make ourselves feel big. <laughs> and this episode aired on January 6th, 1994, our first 94 episode. Listen, 94 is the, the year of so many great video games. Donkey Kong 94, Final Fantasy VI, God help me, Super Metroid, uh, Mother 2 in Japan, known as Earthbound here. It's a great year for video games. I'm sorry, Chris, I just wanted to put that out there. No, no, no. Yeah, Sonic go ahead. 3. Sonic 3, not good. Donkey Let's Kong move Country. On. Also not good. Let's move on. <laughs> Hey, speaking of technology, uh, sales for TV VCR combos are up 55% right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the box office, nobody can out the Mrs. Doubtfire. And a mysterious person viciously attacks gold medal contender figure skater Nancy Kerrigan. <gasps> oh, this My happened now. Goodness, man. It's, <laughs> and uh, Happy New Year. We, I think we're getting dangerously close to doing an episode of Talking Critic in the timeline. but the Because uh, the critic is about to premiere. It's, but it's virtually defined by these years. The, 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 the critic was canceled what there's a great article called how the critic was killed by nancy kerrigan mm. and it was that the attack on nancy kerrigan made that the one of the most watched sporting events of all time mm. and abc was like nobody watches the winter olympics we're gonna put a brand new episode of the critic on against the winter olympics mm. and it was like the low it, it set records for low ratings of first run entertainment i i yeah. just think of i did a video a long time ago for the top video games of 1994 according to the u.s box office uh-huh. uh meaning toy story <laughs> toy story didn't make it in there but i did a little montage at the beginning and i did a joke that nobody gets where i just yelled 1990 it's a pennant in the background of a flashback of the movie Run, Runny, Run, the Mr. Show movie. <laughs> and they just do a flashback. You remember seven years ago? And there's just a pennant, small pennant in the background that just says 1994, <laughs> the year of years. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it well, I mean, how prescient to hang something like that. It makes me laugh so much. This but, is before social media. I feel like events like these were so outlandish and so memorable, they would stick with us for years. If some mm-hmm. figure skater got their knee bashed in, it would be forgotten in a day. But this I mean, lived on for so long. It was part of the immortal Weird Al... Uh, uh, song headline news. Oh my god! Which talks that's about right. Lorena Bobbitt, the kid who was caned in Singapore, a later Simpsons episode, yep. and this Michael, thing exactly. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, and, and, and well, there's a documentary about it. And Nancy, and like everybody else, is reliant 
on being invited on talk shows to talk about it because yeah. everybody's out of jail. And Nancy Kerrigan's like, I was the best at my sport, and I fucking hate that this defines me. Yeah, that <laughs> does suck. And I, well, and it's also unfortunate that Tanya Harding <laughs> likely did the planning with yes. it. Like, it's it's hard to it's hard to see it any other way. But she was like. It's unfortunate she was cast as like, and she's a terrible figure skater who had to hurt someone on her team to do better. Like, no, she was great. Mm-hmm. Like, she she could do stuff other people couldn't do, like that were feats of strength. But it also meant trying and sometimes failing. I wish and, I knew that thirty yeah. for thirty about it. It's fucking I fascinating, it and I think I think bolstered like because they had just split up the summer and winter Olympics at that mm-hmm. point. Oh, it was right, like, the, it was right. like the, the second or third second or third time they'd done that, and. Uh, I think that brought more attention to the Winter Olympics oh, yeah. than any any qualified athlete would have done. And I well, think I think the uh, the mastermind mm-hmm. quote unquote of this plan, uh, Jeff Galuli, mm-hmm. would yes. just be a a David Letterman punchline like Joey Buttafuoco. Yes. He would just say yeah, Jeff Galuli, Jeff Galuli, and uh, it would just be that Galuli. would be it's a funny name, and he just said it for no reason. Ah, yeah. Galuli. The thirty for thirty also point out something I never knew about figure skating until then is that figure skating is bullshit because it's all judges. It's all up to the judges. Yeah, and judges come with their own prejudices and that includes if you are an out figure skater you might be judged for that and they're like this wasn't a manly enough performance by the other skater. way around or, if, if you're the sole not out figure skater. well it's some <laughs> some figure skating judges are uh, uh, are surprisingly not cool with gay people and are more very buttoned down and religious there was, and, there's for 20 years, they were jokes and I said, ooh, not good from the Russian judges. Well, there's also that. But, but then Tanya, too, had the thing of, like, she they tried to make her girl. They talk in the, in the, in the oh, documentary right. she about thug. trying to make her girlier because she's like, well, if she looks too tough, then they'll think, like, she's not feminine enough and mm-hmm. they'll knock against her. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are too many factors into appealing to these, like, arbitrary rules and subjective opinions that was, of judges. I, I don't want I know people are mad at us for kidding. That was a cool thing about the documentary that, like, they... It wasn't that they just came across one another. They'd been touring together for years. They'd known each other. They'd known each other time. for a long time. And the Simpsons did reference this when it would be like Trick me. Knee got attacked oh, by right. Mo in a match. It would be up. like me kicking oh, you wow, in the yeah. back because you wanted a Retronauts episode that I wanted to go on. <laughs> exactly, yes. So this episode, Homer the Vigilante. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure so if we have good. a clip. Of I love this, it, but uh, a lot of it is based on a a really old movie. This is totally a John yeah. Swartzwelder pool. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is uh, the movie Raffles uh, about a gentleman <laughs> thief named AJ Raffles who leaves a calling card behind. He's a cat burglar. So I don't. I. It's hard to find clips of this. This is from 1939. 39. And it's played by David Niven. David, David Niven. Well, mm-hmm. and I've got more to say. Ooh, it's like it's like yes. his breakout role. I think so. So I didn't. I wasn't able to like. It's there are no clips of this online. There's for no the most good part. clips. I don't. Uh, think. But what I did find is why not get someone more qualified? So I don't want to rely on this ever again because there's not a lot of jobs in or, involved with being on Talking Simpsons part of this is doing your own research but like this was a little difficult I wasn't that interested so I thought why don't I just default to good old Turner Classic Movies Ben Mankiewicz tonight we've got David Niven in one of his first big starring roles it's from 1939 Raffles this was not David Niven's big screen debut he started acting in movies five years earlier mostly though in bit parts but he gradually worked his way up through the credits, and with this film, at last, he was getting top billing, playing the title role as Man About Town, A.J. Raffles. He's a star cricket player, he's a hit with the ladies, and he's also an accomplished jewel thief. I like to think of uh, Ben Mankiewicz as a Michael Showalter character. 
Well, don't it, you ever joke about Ben Mankiewicz. He's the only thing we have left after uh, Robert Rob, Osborne's uh, passing. Uh, poor Robert Osborne. He is just the ultimate movie grandpa. All my, all my movie grandpas are dying. It and, sucks. And whoever that uh, that woman who I love and hate on the weekends, <laughs> just because I want her job. She's too young to know about old movies. I know. I want her job so bad. I want it so bad. But so David Niven's performance as Raffles would also be the basis for... A character he would play in the Pink Panther, You're right? His, which is actually closer, just in age, to the character of Malloy, Malloy in this episode. And I have a clip for that too. Do you? Do you really have to leave this afternoon? Yes. Isn't this um, departure rather sudden? Not at all. Why do you think so? Well, I just thought that uh, after last night that uh, my leaving has nothing to do with last night. Hasn't it? Yeah, and the, 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 the music ju- uses a lot more evocative of Pink Panther oh, as yeah. well. It's a straight up Pink Panther themes mm-hmm. for it, but the reason they cast David Niven in that was because of Raffles. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be playing his Raffles type character who steals the Pink Panther, a jewel, mm-hmm. and he's being tracked down by the police. And the film is supposed to be a David Niven film. Mm-hmm. But they cast Peter, Peter Sellers, Sellers in it, who steals every second yeah. he is on screen. and the, That's all he does in every movie. <laughs> Niven never came... I don't believe Niven came back for the sequels. I think mm. they were just Clouseau films at that point. Yeah. And it's funny, to, I rewatched. It was hard to even find a clip on YouTube that featured David Niven from The Pink Panther. Because all the clips on YouTube are yeah. the funnier Peter Sellers scenes. Mm-hmm. And... In the Peter Sellers film that starred Jeffrey Rush playing him, I remember in the scenes during the filming of the first Pink Panther that some person interviews him said, I hear you're stealing this movie from David Niven. He's like, oh, no, we're working together. And, <laughs> and but I mean, the They're going to base a cartoon character after, after yes. me that will run on TNT for years to come. <laughs> Kids won't like it as much as Bugs Bunny. It's no Anthony Oddvog. Barf. All those MGM tunes <laughs> suck. Why'd you bring that up? So but, many wasted afternoons. But so, yeah, you look at David Niven in Pink it, Panther. He looks a lot like Malloy. Malloy is him. It's just but. that Sam Neill, uh, Grant from Jurassic Park. Who does a fantastic job in this episode. He does. He so just, he's, he, but he's not going for an impression. He's just no. not playing himself. And this is like yeah. this is six months after Jurassic Park. I don't know if Jurassic Park was hot when they um, when they hired him for this. Maybe it was just breaking mm. out into a huge movie. I, it was always going to be huge. Yeah, no I, what. I can't. I know I, I, I've since seen, obviously, Jurassic Park was my Jurassic Park was my get woke movie. Like, oh my god, I love movies. That's all I love. <laughs> and I discovered Sam Neill and stuff afterwards. So I imagine he had some small breakout role. Yeah, but he he was much more prominent after Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah, he wasn't. He was in films beforehand. But I, in but terms he wasn't of in... what I know about the Simpsons production at this cycle, I don't know what role would have launched Sam Neill into the role of Malloy. You didn't yeah. see The Omen Three? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> it's a great movie. I a great for, bad movie. I waited for Six Six Six. I loved in the third Jurassic Park film, they tried to turn him into Indiana Jones. It's like, ah, come on, man. Sam Neill's supposed to be just like a geek who hates children. Yeah, That's was, his character. He was schlubby in 93. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. this is a John Schwartzwelder episode, and you know it is because Homer acts like a dog, which as Schwartzwelder has called Homer, has said of his way of writing Homer, is a dog that can say its own name. That's, that is how he writes Homer. Ah, uh, That's great. Dad, we've been robbed. Wake up! Portable TV. Go. And my necklace. 
Yeah, that's no big loss. Homer, that necklace was a priceless Bouvier family heirloom. <laughs> oh, you probably got a whole drawer full of them. Well, yes, I do. But they're all heirlooms, too. <laughs> that's more visual, but I love the, the big ball, ball of, of red pearls, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah. They're all family heirlooms, and I like the... I also like just the sound of them coming out yep. of her neck, yep. like that yeah, they're like just, just popping like, out. I think they have to because that's referenced later. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, the, like just the Marge, sound of pearls. Marge sleeps with her with her jewelry yeah. on, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to ask you guys: um, Have you ever been robbed, like your house? No, no. I have an interesting no, I story. No, I, oh boy, I, I, I had my. This is going to sound so privileged, but I, I had my my mar- summer house was broken into during the regatta. I went to a I went to a camp based on hobbies, and I immaculately put I have actually have the folder I brought it back for the Marvel cards folder ah, yes. and it was in, in like my hobby is these Marvel cards so I brought them and then I went to lunch and then they were all stolen and it was like the uh, most heartbroken oh. I've, I've had shit stolen and lost stuff but that was the most heartbroken I've ever been the, I had, as a kid it was I my was, prize thing at the time yeah as, as a kid I was very trusting mm-hmm. uh, too much of people who just said oh that your super soaker is really cool could you lend that to me and nothing happened. And then, and, and then, by the end of the day, it was returned to me broken. Aww. And they're like, "Yeah, we smashed it. Who cared?" That's so. Sad. And one time, I went to where I had parked my car in front of my house, back when I owned a car, and it had clearly like the seat was re- reclined and stuff was moved around. I was like, I don't think I left the doors unlocked, but somebody came in here and laid down in this car. <laughs> Weird. Like, it was just, but. As far as I could tell, nothing was missing, but it was just this feeling of like, it's a massive invasion of my privacy. <laughs> to this my, car feels weird now. To my credit, I don't own anything of value. <laughs> I'm looking around, Chris. I see at least $30 worth of Amiibo on your wall. Yeah, someone sent me a bunch of Amiibos. You would have to know me and the value of Amiibos uh-huh. and get into this house. It, is very, it would be very easy to find our Malloy. When you're on like a fourth situation. floor, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Well, someone did break into my house wow. when I was in it, actually. Oh, really? And uh, I blame my sister because at the time she was hanging out with some real bad seeds wow. on the wrong side of the tracks. So, it wasn't, so, of course, it was somebody you knew, not just that's some tends random. tends to be how it always I is. I think it's somebody that knew uh, there was a person in a middle class home possibly yep. full of valuables they could steal from but I was home I was slightly hopped up on cold medicine I was staying home from work because I had the flu oh and I was so just wait, how old were you I was probably 18 okay. uh, yeah, I had to be I, I had to be 18 because mm-hmm. I, I remember I was playing SSX the PS2 yeah! launch game wow. while uh, hopped up on Dayquil stale fish Christ grab and I love that song for Dot I can never, <laughs> can never get over it but I was playing it I hear all these like banging around noises and I'm like what, what's happening in my house my sister's at work my parents are at work What's going on? They're coming from upstairs. So I open the door to my parents' room, which is just a set of stairs up to a, like a loft area or whatever. And I see a man at the top of the stairs. And I am in my, my clouded wow. flu slash cold medicine um, line of thinking. And I say uh, the first thing that comes out of my mouth, which, which is really stupid, is, do I know you? <laughs> and the guy's like... And the uh, sitcom audience cracked up. Yeah, I mean, I, I could hear the laughter in my head. But I think the guy said, uh, yeah. And I was like, well, very well then. I closed the door. And, I, and then, like, my, the gears start turning. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's a that's a thief. And then, like, as I realize what's happening, uh, he comes bounding down the stairs, like, goes through my sister's room and out the window he came in. Oh, and man. I also go through the same window. 
and uh, running with like socks on through the snow through the backyard. He's not even holding anything. I'm like, wait a minute, why am I chasing this guy? He's, he's out of my house now. <laughs> so then I call the police, and, and it's fine. We got our locks changed. There was no problems after that. But that was kind of scary, just like uh, knowing a guy was in your house and they shouldn't yeah. have been there. It was just like, wow. oh man. And I, I should say, I broke into a ton of places. <laughs> not a lot of theft though. It's more like what, what liquor you got. It's more like squatting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is, that is my brush. Wow. We'll get into that sometime, but I, I had a lot of runaway experiences. Oh, wow. For real. Well, yeah. That was my brush with a B&E, ah, and I came yeah. out clean. Uh, did you lose your stamp collection, though? Oh, <laughs> I'm not that much of a nerd. Crime, I, it's a crime wave, baby. I, I love that Nelson calls him uh, to yes, go ha-ha. Yes. It, is, it is the ah. most extreme links to a ha-ha to mm-hmm. this point, but there will be a more extreme one yeah. soon. And I do like that. Burger even took my stamp collection. You had a stamp collection? (laughs) (laughs) Stamp collection! (laughs) Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. That's my line of That saxophone was my one creative outlet. It was the only way I could truly express myself. Quiet, Lisa. Almost my line of show. Hey, left his calling card. You have just been robbed by the Springfield cat burglar. Cute. Finally, <laughs> ho, neighborinos. Can't talk. Rob, go help. <laughs> you folks got robbed, too. <laughs> the burglar took my shroud of Turin beach towels. Wow, it's a crime wave. There's like three line of the show candidates in there. In that one conversation, yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I love the uh, the Bart's pain is funny, but mine isn't. You know yeah. what? I'll, I'll just Lisa I'll, being callous. I, I, we don't usually. We should do it more democratically. I think so, anyway. yeah. And, and like, can't talk. Robbed. Go hell. Yeah, go yeah. hell. Is the best. <laughs> That's the joke. I'm very happy. <laughs> That's our line of the show jingle, everybody. Yeah. So I want to ask you, um, do you have the clip of what was stolen from Skinner? Because I had several questions about this. Well, uh, I want to unpack a few things in that scene. Oh, sure, that, sure. That it said that the cat burglar was established in 1957, which is a good setup for how old he is. That true, been true. Doing it since 57. Mm-hmm. That Homer forgot that Homer should care more about that sax because they don't have an AC unit because he bought that sax for her five years earlier. Oh, right. Remember? That's right. And he, sh- he should care more. And that you should have had time to get an AC unit in the next the <laughs> five years. The Shroud of Turin beach towels feel... <laughs> so it's a dumb. funny joke. It's a, it's a cute little joke, but... I always think of Catholics when I think of Shroud of Turin, which Ned is not a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely isn't. And, uh, uh, I mean, the joke in this episode in the beginning is Bart is sleeping with a television. That's so funny. And it's like, that's just me today. It's a tablet. Yep. I fall asleep watching things uh, on a tablet so yep. every night. It's, I mean, it's not even a joke anymore. I Every time, like, oh, I rolled over on my girlfriend's phone. Oh, it's mine. Because <laughs> they're both in the bed. I just, like, reason. wake up tangled in headphones yeah. every morning. Like, well, like, where, where am would, I? How could you put your phone anywhere but out of hand? hands reach you have yeah. to have it you could like, never not have and, it. an iphone doesn't sell any other charging cord more than two inches so mm. it's got to be uh, close to you well and my phone is my alarm clock so yeah. if i put it farther away when it goes off I'm like where's the damn phone turn mm. on the alarm so i would i want to talk about the uh the norman schwarzkopf uh collector <laughs> norman plates. norman I, I was hoping i i knew what he was referencing oh me too yeah. principal skinner's storm and norman collector plates funny it's another one where i went to twitter because i get it i was so hoping it was a comic book character that i didn't know oh, about you didn't know that. about norman schwartz i did i just okay. i just wanted it to be not more bad. interesting yeah, because I mean, it doesn't tell you that much of, i don't think that not the gels with joke. skinner very well i mean, I mean uh, it does it is like skinner is a boring guy and Schwarzkopf is kind of the most boring military hero of recent memory he won well, a, yeah, but, a very easily winnable war skinner's not pro-military he's traumatized 
I mean, no, he would respect other people in uniform. He's never done that specifically before. We'll see more of that in uh, uh, the uh, season 100. I'm sorry, episode 100. Exactly, but... So there's a joke here, and I, okay, I get that Skinner is lame for having these, but yes. it's like they were stolen mm-hmm. again. So I went to Twitter, and I was like, what does this joke mean, Twitter? Uh, tell me. And there were some interesting solutions wow. to this. There was – the joke is that they should have never been stolen in the first place, and they were stolen again. It is a very low-value item. Yes. The other interpretation was that they were stolen and then returned because the thief <laughs> realized he could get nothing for them. But – I am overthinking this joke. Please let me know in the comments what you think the interpretation is. Like, I, I mean, know. when I think of Norman Schwarzkopf, who is what? Like the cheapest... Well, he was the de- general during... He was the, the, lead, the leading general during the Desert Storm. Oh. And that he... So Desert all- Storm was such like a media eyes thing. And they're like, it's, it's Storm and Norman. He's so cool. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah. he, he was so like boring and staunch. Yes. And, and the, the only thing I think of when I hear his name is the Mad Magazine cover. And someone out there will is high-fiving me right now. I think I had that cover. Chris. It will. It is so symbolic of the era because he was a four-star general, and and Levi's had introduced the buttonfly jeans. Uh, I had this. I had this issue. And he had a he had a four-star buttonfly uh-huh. on his, his Desert Storm fatigue. Oh my god! That's when I started reading Mad Late Eighties. It was. So, yeah. Yeah, that's when I started. I started as well. In the I early have 80s. one last theory about those uh, commemorative plates. Why they've been stolen again? So. He was sold to a degree, like so they would have made stuff like those. But I think they were stolen again because he's a principal and he's being pranked mm. by kids. So the first oh, time they okay. were stolen was by Jim, let's say Jimbo. This <laughs> so, that's uh, another. I want to say we should move on, but this is exactly what the show is that's for. That's what we're here for. I mean, uh, John Swartzwald, if you're listening, please let us know. But yeah, I, <laughs> and then I, so finally I, reach out. And, uh, Barney wakes up naked with everything stolen, which yeah. makes me think, like, so did Malloy undress him, or was he asleep nude? I think he like, just, like, took, took off his clothes and, on a bender and just passed out on the floor. I mean, it's possible. I, the joke I is that he's, stuff he, this. He's, he's been robbed and doesn't notice. That's and true. I want to say, this could be the last time we see his crappy apartment. Mm. I feel like we're seeing less and less of it as he becomes less of a character, more of just a joke that's inserted. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I feel like even in Hi, his, mm. even in his um, recovering alcoholism episode, mm. you don't see too much of the inside of his place. You, and uh, you want some more Simpson? I love Homer's. I love Homer's. Curse your, curse you, magic beans. Yeah. That's another of my favorite lines. <laughs> I, it was a little too far, but uh, this is if you're a Simpsons nerd. Yeah, I got no, this down. Are you sitting down? Good. I wish to report a robbery. A robbery, right? Thanks for the report. It's another one, Lou. Seven twenty-three Evergreen Terrace. No. Yeah. Is it the they second time the address now. is wrong? What was the first time they solidified this okay. at 742? I 742 was... Uh, Snake's address. <laughs> no, all right, so 742 was Snake's address. It was margin chains. Mm-hmm. When they ship the juicer to Homer, right, that's right. it was 742 yeah. was the address. Now so. it's, it's, it's 24, 724, it's he said? 742. Okay. What did Wiggum say, 24? He said 23. Yeah, 23. This 23. was 723, and it. I think it's just they forgot it. That's the yeah. other side of the fucking street, man. <laughs> I feel a, like Oakley and Weinstein would never let this happen again. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it's 742. <laughs> 742. I'm going to keep my eyes out for this to be the last time they get the address wrong. I think it will be. <laughs> I do love but, their uh, their wrong <laughs> conclusions. Like, move move the pins around oh, it's pointing yeah. right here ah. it's almost <laughs> looks like an arrow and i think we've come to the conclusion what my favorite kind of episode is it's when all of springfield is panicking yes that's yeah. my favorite yeah because then you get these little moments where characters can shy it's shine like frink well as you can see when the burglar trips the alarm the house raises from its foundations and runs down the street and around the corner to safety 
Well, the, the real humans won't, uh, won't, won't burn quite so fast. Why? <laughs> and that's a, a little twister mouth for you. Oh, you're right. In that yeah, shot. A, a mini twister. And, and like, I know now from syndication, that joke is paid off later. Yeah. And they with, cut that. With the running house. Oh, with yeah. the running house. It follows into the laser sequence, which is is cut in most of the, most of the syndication versions yeah. I've seen because it's not it's so long to it's make two jokes. It's something they can cut, yeah, without affecting the plot at yeah. all. But when I think of how crazy the show has gotten, mm-hmm. like the the test of him making a miniature running house, that's one thing. <laughs> but that they built them for real and Bart activates one. I'm just thinking of how it would take to install that under your foundation. <laughs> like, and like, he, he built a fake months. family that could catch on fire and fall out of the house. Yeah, and You have to hope that the house was empty when Bart activated it or he killed all the people in that house. I do like the idea of the house running away, possibly yeah. with the burglar still inside. Yeah. Or the family at work. Like, yeah. Where's my house? And then It defended d- itself. Also, the second Wiggum is there with that dog. You know he's yeah. going to be attacked by it. Just like mommy, 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 And that uh, Kent is is just as bad in this. Like Kent, yeah. Kent runs the news to terrify people. Would you say it's time to panic? <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, sir. <laughs> that guy, I, I didn't get him at all. Professor, but he's great. I love that. I he's love so the great. Yes, yes, I would. Uh, but, but it's time to meet Malloy. I Yay. think it's the cat burglar. Please don't kill me. Abe, can I borrow your ointment? Oh, it's you, Malloy. All right. But this time, clean off the applicator. Uh, they're talking you. about butt cream, everybody. <laughs> and butt he'll, cream. He'll slash you here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And mm, Sam Neil, baby. Also, Apu is super aggro on this way. Shooting at people for a <laughs> Thank you. Go to hell. Though he has, he's been robbed so many times before yeah. that I can see this pushing him over the edge. It's about edge. time he starts firing back. I mean, the, the only time this gets better for me is... In the it's this season, right? The Comet episode, yeah, uh, season uh, six. six I love it when Spring, all of Springfield goes insane. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very, oh, very so murky. Anything with just a t- town hysteria, I feel yeah, like I love he, it. That's his. And, but they shouldn't even be uh, scared of being robbed again because they already have been. And exactly. That's, that's when we get one of my favorite GIF moments I used recently of mm. Homer thinking over jug music. Yes. It's so it's I so good. It. What's the point of all these precautions? I've already lost the only thing that matters to me. Oh, Lisa, stop pining for your saxophone. I got you another instrument. What is jug? Lisa, never ever stop in the middle of a hoedown. And Homer immediately just turns into a hillbilly, like, oh, hill, hill, hill. I love the stepping back and forth while he's With, scratching yeah, his the, chin. Yeah, yeah. The stern look on his face while Lisa looks pissed as fuck. It's and a great act break joke to go out on. There are a few things in this world I love more than Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Ah. So anybody playing the jug? I've used a gif of the Homer thinking to jug mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. as, as uh, say, like, me trying to think of a subtweet to <laughs> do to somebody. Or a fucking sub-headline. That too, uh, yeah. So um, act two opens in uh, the little scene uh, Ned's rumpus room. So the bar the and everything. Yeah. everything yeah. Now you got a lawsuit on your hands. Uh-oh. But this this would have been my line of the show, cause I, but I'm willing to default to uh, majority here. Just because I love panicky Springfield people. Yes. I do love the I'm someone else line. Mm-hmm. Welcome, neighbors. <clears throat> Since the police can't seem to get off their dufferoonies to do huh. something about this burglarino, <laughs> I think it's time we start our own neighborhood watch. A Rooney. Yeah! <laughs> Who should lead the group? You! Yeah! yeah! Flanders! 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 I don't really have very much experience, but I'll be... Someone else! <laughs> yeah! Someone else! 
someone else. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. Oh, just beautiful. I love the fickleness. They just want a, a quick solution with no uh, problems that are evident. Oh, at all. Ned, Ned's momentary pausing just to to accept, like yeah. he is accepting, is enough for them to go like, "No, nah, we we lost trust in you." Then Homer, he's then right. Then Mo, Homer Mo just, is my favorite yelling person in the mob. Yeah, I mean, let's go get some cider. I mean, I think Mo's violent tendencies really come out the mo- like he's, he's slowly turning into more and more of a dirtbag. Yes. I think we yeah. see a lot of that in this episode. And that Homer describes himself as as something all mobs loves, like. We need a. We don't need a thinker. We need a doer. Someone who will act without considering the consequences. An outsider, yeah, yeah, an outsider. They run it like a business. Uh, and then came a joke that I was glad it was on the DVD that was never on my VHS because what? they cut it for. Uh, at least I swear to God, the the gun scene was not. Really? Oh. Bart with the gun was not on there. They cut I, before showing Bart. With I the remember gun. that the DVD. One. Yeah, on the DVD Bart with the gun is on there. Okay, but, but syndication in, in in the first run that I taped, oh. my first run version did not have Bart with it's the gun. It's funny on the DVD they said they had to fight for that, so maybe the first airing did not have it, huh. and they put in subsequent airings. Hmm. I don't think the guns are a good idea, Marge. We're responsible adults. And if a group of responsible adults can handle firearms in a responsible way... Sorry. Uh-oh. Me again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that reveal of Bart uh, is very great. So and, great. Uh, I, eventually, everyone gets into different costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, just love... It's I, so weird, because Barney's uh, just dressed like someone at the Gulp and Blow. Yeah, exactly. He's a Gulp and Blow employee. I, I, like, Apu is dressed as a, as a, as a Sikh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was so... a Hindu. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, uh, are you saying they don't understand Indian culture and they, just made this, a joke? They might this not. is the portion of the show where Chris pretends to know the difference. Oh, uh, there is a difference. And uh, Skinner is dressed as like a green beret, literally wearing a green beret. And he I, is a green beret. He beat up those lawyers from Disney and right. identified as a green beret. And so. Mo is like a World War One, like a, yeah. what do you call that? A re- Kaiser re- Helmet. A Kaisermeister. Or whatever, I yes, don't know. Yeah. I, it's an interesting gang, though now it is... I, they immediately fall into violence, as with all people who just want to protect their neighborhood. Yeah. In, well, a, in a post-George hey, hey. Zimmerman world, this is less funny. Captain yeah. America said it. Everyone who starts a war before it uh, starts a war before it starts. Innocent people get hurt. Yeah. Like, every time. And, and what is Homer dressed as? I really can't tell. He's got yeah, this weird know. like fisher, fisherman's hat on and like yeah. a, just a tan out like UPS driver outfit. I, I thought I found it, it either. I thought I found it familiar. Is it like, a literal brown shirt? But it's more of a, no, a tan shirt. I think I'm just thinking of Bruce Dern from the birds. Why well, think of dudes wearing that hat in the jungle, like in some nah. jungle? Yeah. Bar, but I can't. I can't identify. Or commenters have if, at if it. you're banging your ex-wife's uh, adopted Asian daughter and you're Woody Allen. No. <laughs> is that what he does? Okay. He just I wears mean, that. Where's that dumb fisherman hat? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's where the piss and vinegar line comes in, where (laughs) Abe... Abe wants to do it and he can't. It's, yeah, it's they barely use it as a story point, but the, they're like, "We don't want your help, Abe. You're old and useless." Established three times, so if there is a rule of threes, yes. that the old, the elderly are ignored, despite yeah. them wanting to help. And, I mean, and he's proud that he racistly <laughs> ran out the Irish yeah. of Springfield. One of what the, a fine job you did! One, <laughs> one of the darkest jokes that I can remember, just thinking like, "What is the darkest Simpsons joke?" It's Abe saying, "Though, like this tickling me is a form of abuse. abuse it's a yeah. form of abuse." Yeah, like, it's like that's. Just a really like just starkly dark joke. Yeah, it is. And uh, but so we never thought of it because it would never occur to you to tickle an old person and tell them that you're, like, you're so useless, aren't you? Disgusting. Yeah. The Simpsons will be right back.
What up, Talking Simpsons listeners? I'm assuming right now, if you have gotten all the references in this episode, you are a classy, classic media-savvy person like me. And if you are, you might enjoy Vinyl Me Please, the best damn record club. You can go to joinvmp.com slash lasertime and see how you can save 40 bucks on getting a record delivered to you every single month. If you're like me, I'm kind of getting into vinyl a little bit. Obviously, it also feeds into my... A little collector's mentality, and it's really cool to discover not only old stuff, but new stuff uh, through a Record of the Month club at a very inexpensive value. Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends it to thousands of their members worldwide, and better still, each record comes with exclusive features you won't get anything anywhere else, like bonus tracks, inserts, exclusive arts, new packaging, and even, uh, even printable cocktail recipes uh, to pair with your listening experience. This month's record is Fiona Apple's breakthrough debut, Title, from 1996, in a remastered double LP with exclusive art, a 12-page lyric booklet, and gatefold jacket. I want to call it a guilty pleasure of mine, but hey, man, Criminal's just a good song. Uh, that's, that is on this album, baby. But guess what? If you don't like uh, the record of the month that month, you can swap it out for something Vinyl Me Please has previously released in their archives, which just so happens to include... Uh, a double red pressing of uh, Gorilla's Demon Days, Weezer's Pinkerton, My Morning Jacket, The Fugees, and a whole lot more. There are dozens to choose from. No contracts, no hidden fees, no extra charges, and top-notch customer service can get you whatever you need as soon as humanly possible. That's Vinyl Me, please. And you can go to joinvmp.com slash lasertime right now and see how you can save up to 40 bucks on a bunch of cool new albums. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I had a slam banging weekend, saw a ton of people, old GR friends, Charlie and Cherry. That was oh, nice. like, I didn't really invite Charlie over as much as he said, we paid for a babysitter and we're going to do shit. Right. But it's like, we have one night, we're forcing ourselves. Oh upon yeah, somebody. I would absolutely. Thank God you did. Uh, whose house is open? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be in it very soon. It, it, it really brought me back to like, who, who moved yeah. out right away? Oh yeah. man, let's go over there. What is he doing? Let's all meet over at his house, we, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> I lived in a house mm-hmm. towards the end of my Illinois run where it was like, yeah, just come over whenever. And then it was, oh, good. I'm glad there's always a party here. <laughs> I would, like, come out of my room and be like, there's 50 people here. Mm. I don't know most of them. <laughs> and, like, uh, and then there's one point cops show up mm. because they're like, yeah, we got a report. I'm like, from who? I couldn't hit a, ho- a neighbor's house with a football. Oh, I, but then they're like, we heard there's a report of underage drinking. And I'm like, no, mm. no, 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 no. Every, <laughs> Literally everybody get out of my house I right know, now. I know. We had a dumb... The cops can't say anything if you have a sign in your door that says "No one drinking under 21." Like <laughs> that is, there's no way that's the law. That's like not that, the I can law. just, I can Mario paint <laughs> out a picture that says "No one under 21." I'm under 21. Yeah. Like that is, that is impossible. And the picture no, was my friend in a in like full Bali club and Kevlar holding a shotgun to my head as I I presented my ID. <laughs> I someday I want to find that picture. It was great. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. But of course they go 
to Herman's shop to get these things. Like, if Herman didn't exist before mm-hmm. this episode, they'd have made him up for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good, because a very rare appearance from He's Herman. used tactically. I mean, he's mm-hmm. using the, the Pulp Fiction parody, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd be in the Falling Down parody if they made one. Hey, he's a Schwartzwelder <laughs> character. He really like, is, and, yeah. And His burger he, doesn't look anything like the pictures. <laughs> I mean, Schwarzwelder, I believe, wrote the episode, the mm-hmm. the Bart's War episode, or Bart whatever. the General. Bart the General, and that I think a dark side of Schwarzwelder is is Herman, of mm. just the guy who wants to hunker down with his guns. Yeah. But he also to... wrote the Cartridge Family, and yeah. just like the scene in this, it shows that guns are bad in the hands of the wrong people, mm. yes, like Homer true. and Moe and Barney and and Herman, who like the second Homer says, like I'm part of a neighborhood watch group, I'm like well. And all can be trusted, and shows them an awesome missile. And it's, oh, just, yeah. it's just weird that this is like it, this is a very specific Doctor Strange love reference, even though the last episode title isn't very specific Doctor Strange love reference with I, no references in the cartoon. I credit Oakley and Weinstein. Uh, I think they are the most involved, interested in the Strange Love parody. Yeah, and to their credit, that scene it's Slim Pickens riding the the, oh, the, the greatest the bomb. But it, the, even in the cartoon, it's matted in the same way. Like there's, yeah. there's the same amount of shadow on this on that sequence with Homer it's riding magical. the bomb. Magical. I love it. I this is what caused me to watch Doctor Strange Love. Mm-hmm. I think because and, and Doctor Strange Love is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. It's if so you good. think Stanley Kubrick can't do comedy, he is a master. He was a master of comedy. He it's just ridiculous. didn't do many other comedies after Strangelove. You know? Again, with Peter Sellers, multiple uh, roles. Yeah. And I think it took me maybe two or three viewings to realize, like, oh, that's that's one guy playing these different people. Yeah, me like, too. I didn't realize he was the, uh, the he was like the Fay like French officer and yes. the president. Now, and he, and he was he was in uh, London. Oh, the, yeah, he was a British that's officer. Right. At the fort, then he was the President Muffley, and then he was Strange Love, and he was originally going to be a guy in the play, and he was going to be Slim Pickett's part, but he just couldn't do it. Like, this was also from the Jeffrey Rush thing of just like, I can't do a and Southern... Just, but the beautiful thing I want to point out, because I just watched The Side Hackers, oh. which has a lot of patent references, which because that had four stars on my TV guide, I watched it all the time, despite not loving it. No. George C. Scott is... So fucking funny in this movie, and he's yes. not a funny person. You know, in person, he's not yeah. funny. Of Al my groin fame, that's why it's funny to see him hit. When you stick your hand in a pile of goo, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that he's oh, he's so good in Doctor Strange Love. He's perfect. It's the same way like Robert Stack is perfect in Airplane. He's and a I, serious actor. And I think uh, I could be remember- remembering this wrong, mm-hmm. but Kubrick uh, intentionally told him to like play it up we won't use these takes just have yeah. fun with it and he used all the takes that George that Scott is, was just going crazy in that is a story yeah but he's oh. so awesome there yeah, like so great ah, the Ru- the Ruski you know they can't think of something like this and and Krusty uh, would basically play him in uh <laughs> Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming that's true yeah. yeah he's the same I cannot suggest Strange Love enough mm-hmm. it's so great and it also, that Slim Pickens was playing it straight too. That they said as as King Kong uh, yeah. was his character. I don't know Slim Pickens from anything other than this and Blazing Saddles. Well, he was he was just a guy who was in dozens of westerns. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you're the western character actor. That's why they. But he's the too. embodiment of that archetype for me. Totally, yeah, and, the, and, like rich Texan kind yeah, of. Yeah, he's awesome. But I, I also love think because he is that guy and. James Earl Jones in that movie, a young James Earl Jones oh, is one of the pilots that. in the plane. Yeah, yes, I think he's probably one of the only people still alive from that film. He has to be. Yeah. And that originally in that film, it ended with a pie fight in the war room, which they cut. It's on YouTube. A, it's so great because there's a joke of the president going down and getting shot, and they're like, 
well, this isn't so funny after the assassination yeah. of Kennedy months earlier. Mm. But here's a Doctor Strange oh, reference, yeah, which leads into another run. thing. Hey, see the sign? So that was an atomic bomb <laughs> built to drop be dropped on beatniks, and Homer says, take that Manergy Krebs, yeah. which is Bob Denver Gilligan's yeah. character on Dobie Gillis, who was the model for Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, which wasn't a real beatnik. He was a parody of beatniks. He's not, but like the last remnant you have of beatniks from the 50s is Shaggy who looks the same in gotta, 2017. You gotta say watch the Roger Corman movie Bucket of Blood. Mm. It is a, a movie of that era that is a horror movie with beatniks in it. It's a beatnik oh, based horror movie. It is a Roger Corman movie so it's not that great. All but it's starring a lot of fun. Ned's parents and their friends. Yes and you hear a lot of bad beat poetry. That's, yeah let's parody it in this episode. <laughs> uh, when I I gotta say, I think I think the Ratmaster 2000. It's funny in a way, but it was a lame joke. That it's was a very lame joke. Them. Yeah, I was mm. like, why do people think he's Hammer? He's a big fat white guy. Yeah, they wouldn't. And Hammer wasn't cool to think of in ninety. No, in not ninety three. Just, just watching, it's like so the writers don't like this music and think fans of it are so undiscerning. Uh, maybe that's it. They could mistake it for anything they, else. They're boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Bert, give me that megaphone here. It's not just a megaphone, Dad. It's a Ratmaster 2000. Never mind the commercial. Just give it to I me. Like I've got to whip this neighborhood into shape. Move along there. <gasps> it's Hammer. <laughs> Return to your homes and places of businesses. I was I was capturing this in front of our other Laser Time team, and in like with no sound, it's still hilarious to look at. <laughs> yeah, because that motorcycle sidecar is like that just doesn't exist. And whatever, people, whatever people dancing motor- is really funny it's too. So, it's, it's it's great animation the, of them. They're wa- they're chasing after him, yeah. but also dancing yeah. at this the is same a Jim speed, Reardon episode, by the way, at the same speed. And like we just I just you know fucking obsessing over the idea of like. Phil Hartman characters standing around not saying anything. Mm. They just designed all new characters yeah, for the sequence, and they all look like they're ripped from Do the Bartman. I couldn't <laughs> confirm that, but uh, they, yeah. they, they they they're very evocative of the era, more so than any other resident of Springfield. I love that they immediately embrace Jimbo. Instead, they they hurt innocent <laughs> people, but when they find somebody uh, who actually is a hoodlum, yeah. they embrace him because he idolizes them. Hey, you're that drunken posse. Wow. Can I join you? I don't know. Can you swing a sack of doorknobs? Can I? You're in. Here's the sack. But you gotta supply your own knobs. I do. It was almost my line of the show. I do love the mission statement of uh, the vigilante group. uh, Push people around. Make ourselves feel (laughs) Feel big. big. Yes. Well, so then came a reference that I didn't ever know was a reference until now from doing the research is that... So at the dinner table where they're explaining what they do and and mm-hmm. Lisa says, who will police the police? Who will watch the watchman? Homer, Homer says, and as for your grandma, or uh, like your car flipped over and as for your grandma, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. That's a funny line as it is, but it is the plot of a Flannery O'Connor short story. A very oh. dark one. A very yeah. dark one called A Good Man is Hard to Find. Of a uh, The short version is a family, including their horrible grandmother, who's very annoying, they go they go on a trip she smuggles her cat into the car the the cat jumps out of nowhere they crash the car and the car stops to help them it's a hearse i believe it is a hearse yeah. and guys get out and they realize it is this guy called the misfit who has been murdering people all around town and the grandma says 
oh my god you're the misfit and then he says well she now i know she knows it's me so i have to kill all of you and he, the book the story ends with the entire family including children taken to the woods and murdered it is a great short story <laughs> Spoilers, good, they all die. A good man is hard to find. See, I, I couldn't... One of my favorite lines was just them do, them going about their vigilante business. No burning leads without a permit. I got one. Too late. Huh. <laughs> I got one. And it's, it's, uh, you see that with uh, awful corrupt regimes like, uh, eh, I can't do this long. Too late. <laughs> or uh, you can't fly over here. Yes, we can. You can't bring a computer. Too well, late. we already blew up this thing. Too you late. get it. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, too late. You're in jail. Too late. <laughs> and I like that Homer self-identifies as a mob. It's as as like, a bully. The mob is too- yeah. He says, the mob has many other plans, Lisa. This is one of my favorite lines when he's, this in, he's the, on this, Smart Line with Ken Brockman. I love Mark this whole line. sequence. Oh, it's, it's great. It's so really good. good. Mr. Simpson, how do you respond to the charge that petty vandalism, such as graffiti, is down 80%? While heavy sack beatings are up a shocking 900%. Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. I see. Well, what do you say to the accusation that your group has been causing more crimes than it's been preventing? Oh, Kent, I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Huh? Mm, Touche. <laughs> I don't think like perfectly. It's great. I mean, I don't care much for the forfty joke. I feel like it's one of those "What's the number for nine one one style jokes. That, so yeah. I do just because I'm an avid watcher of shitty pundits. Uh, and like, there's, let's just say, some guy with a Greek last name. That's also Milo. Uh, it's just fact. Here's a statistic I'm pulling out of my ass that doesn't apply to what I'm talking about. But you can't fact check it on the air. Therefore, li- it's true. You can't stop this entire conversation yes. to fact. We can do it yeah. afterwards, but by then the damage is done. Look at the slices and, of this pie chart. And, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. yes, and like, and Kent Brockman is like, yeah, I, I just yeah, got steamrolled. I got steamrolled by this dumb fact that yeah. doesn't apply. It's true, <laughs> but the but it also it just works in a post fact world. But I just love the saying of like. I'd be lying. Could, <laughs> that is my line. I of mean, the show. We're, we're all writers, and like I can, I I've done it for years. I can take facts and make them sound any way I want, and I can yeah. phrase them in a certain way where they're inarguable. But this whole smart line sequence mm-hmm. is the—it's so good. It's There's one of even my more of it ever because oh, I love this. Well, it looks like we have our first caller, and I mean ever because this is not a call-in <laughs> show. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Hello, Kent. Hello, Homer, my arch nemesis. Yellow. Uh... Huh. You do realize who this is? Uh, Marge? No, Homer, I'm not your wife. Although, I do enjoy her pearls. As a matter of fact, I'm holding them right now. Listen. Why, you monster! And you have my daughter's saxophone, too! Homer! Homer! That's our stage manager! Oh, poor guy. <laughs> you know, Homer's yellow. Uh, yeah. I remember that from the Simpsons arcade game. That, that's what Homer oh, yeah. is saying on his little profile screen. Yellow. I always, I said yellow on phones many times because yeah. Homer showed me to. And then, I said embrace nothingness, which is Lisa's catchphrase <laughs> from the arcade game. <laughs> and then Homer even tries to throw the commercial break. But We'll be right back. I get to say that. <laughs> but Malloy announces he's going to steal the cu- the world's largest cubic zirconia, which, <laughs> if you don't get the joke, cubic zirconias are man-made. Yeah. They are synthetic false diamonds. Yeah. And that's also why they... The opposite they, of precious sto- earth stones. Yes. While they are pretty, 
they have much less worth because anyone can make them. And so yeah. there is no world's largest one. You make it as big as you can, and then someone can make a bigger one. I feel like the early 90s were a, a good time for this because I remember watching a lot of QVC, Quality Value Channel, yes. uh, growing up. And they would always have Diamonique. <laughs> Diamonique. Yes, it was one, another synthetic diamond. I don't know if people still care about synthetic diamonds. Well, if you, you should me- never buy a real diamond, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that industry is fucked up. It, beyond yeah, belief. I'd rather get something fake and somebody say, well, that's not a real almost, almost worthless. Yes. yes. It's like, how many fingers were cut off because this person <laughs> didn't deliver the diamond fast yes. enough? Blood diamonds are a real thing. De Beers <laughs> doesn't want you to know about them, but they're a real deal. I'd, I would rather have somebody say, like, yeah, this is fake. You can't even cut glass like... Yeah, no children died for this. Thing. <laughs> I, well, I think I think buying jewelry is stupid anyway, personally. But mm. uh, I though that's maybe just because I don't like the feel of things on my fingers or my neck. No, yeah, no way. You. But but are old people useless? Ton, we want to help you catch that plug ugly egg. Ted, <laughs> the best way for you to help is to set a good example. Just stand around and don't steal anything. They immediately steal. I love. We're on a break. We're on a break. I, I love how uh, AP uses the term "yeg," which oh, is yeah. is a uh, old timey term for a safe cracker or a burglar, a yegman. Wow. Yeah. Y e g g yeg. I wonder what? if that is either. I mean, that could definitely That's totally be Schwarzwalder. Yeah. yeah, that could be O and S O and W as well. I'm pretty sure "yeg" shows up in a in a Schwarzwalder book <laughs> at some point. It's, it just I don't know. I, I want to show Walk you later later yeg. in the show how you can. I give the Simpsons writers a lot of credit for having all these weird old-timey words, but mm. I'm going to show you where they might have gotten them from. Oh. Um, but the then we have a Dragnet reference like three two episodes, episodes later. after. Yeah. yeah. Any sign of the burglar yet? He'll show. How's that? It's his job. How's that? He's a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> Just nodding for a... I, I feel for, again if I didn't say it in the last episode I feel fortunate enough to get this because yes. Dragnet in terms of pop culture in 94 was one of the most successful things ever invented by human beings it, it ran for a long time it, I mean, we went it up, started we went history, in radio yeah. it has multiple television variations and a full length feature length movie starring Tom Hanks and, and Dan Aykroyd a classic rap yes that we just city of crime yeah, <laughs> and this is when we found out Homer's canonical age to this point. Yeah, is thirty six. He says thirty six years ago, I am now someone gave birth. I was going to say that, Chris. Uh, you are officially now older than Homer Simpson. That's really weird. Well, as Marge, the canonically, it actually works both ways. Mm-hmm. That Marge will later correct Homer that he's thirty eight. Right. So Homer just might not like Homer is stupid enough to have his age wrong. So he might actually be thirty eight. But well, if least... every episode of The Simpsons is a day, uh, that. Oh, Homer actually died in the first episode. This is all a dream. I (laughs) read that on the internet. And uh, I think for as bad as the kill the alligator and run episode is, it cemented Homer's official age from that point on as 42, which feels Mm -hmm. like a much better age for him than 36. As as I'm speaking as a 34-year-old man. Yeah, you want to think that now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it was an unqualified parent who's who's your age right now, Uh three kids. I don't want this. Homer makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's true. I would be drinking quite a lot, even with teens. TV (laughs) would be your best friend. Yeah. I wouldn't be asleep at the switch. <laughs> I wasn't asleep. I was drunk. I believe you, Dad. <laughs> so of all the crimes Summer commits, he gets drunk with minors. That's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, a chugging like, contest. Yeah. And uh, I I don't believe you have it, but I do love the line of Jimbo so much of like, I don't believe in nothing no more. I'm yeah. going to law school. No. no. Which Wait. Jimbo doesn't do. If I haven't no. told you my, like all my, my, 
parent, my, my dad is a lawyer, his brother's a lawyer, the family are lawyers, they all quit that profession and kind of told me not to do it. Uh. And conversely, all the people I grew up with went to law school in their mid-30s just what the fuck else are you supposed to do? Uh, you, get, <laughs> I, you get a loan, you yeah, go to law school. I will take on six figures of debt to be a lawyer, maybe. That's exactly what <laughs> several of my friends Law did. school is very expensive. Mm-hmm. I also like that Barney was part of the mob and even saying, go on, Sam said, yeah. like, as he leaves his house. Yeah. Like, he's... He's in front of his home. Yeah, another another old-timey reference when Grandpa makes his way into the house covered oh, in shit. I love all of this. Oh, Grandpa, they pelted you too? No, actually, I fell down as a big boy. <laughs> Son, I've Son. come to help you. I know who the cat burglar is. What? Oh. Huh? What? Well, well, well. Before I was too old and no one wanted my help. <laughs> Suddenly... Look who comes to old grandpa. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> Come back, I'll tell you. He was right under my nose the whole time. He lives in my retirement home. His name is Malloy. Uh, so it's like there's <laughs> so many uh, vertical great things about uh, sneakers for, for sneaking. sneaking. And it, unlike most retired people, he had the world's largest cubic zirconium <laughs> on his coffee table. There's so many great things about this scene. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the big boy, if I have to say it, only because I saw 700 local news pieces about how the last big boy is closing. Oh, I've eaten and they're several still big open. boys and, in and my the, life. It's, a big boy is you know, marked by what's essentially Lard Lad. It is a mm. giant, fat mascot that has a statue in front of every restaurant. Based on an actual big boy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, it, but he, he looks exactly like Lard Lad, except he's not holding any, a, a donut or anything. In he's holding like a platter, right? Yeah. I think he is. Uh, in some of them, but sometimes he's just doing like a fucking shuriken in the air. <laughs> um, and... and, and I just love when he's doing that. That joke works visually because of how fast the camera pans out to show the family has was walking away. Yes, and it's it's just it's a little thing, but it's like yeah, that's why you could you couldn't do it with live action. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to hide that joke from people. Uh, yeah, that is so great. They just walking away. Mm-hmm. I feel like his whole explanation scene mm-hmm. is a parody of Matlock. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, everything. It's yeah. his beloved Matlock. And he could have just said the, the last thing first. Like, oh, he had the thing that was stolen, and <laughs> yeah, that's how that's I found true. out. Yeah. Like, But it's, a, it's like, I put the clues together. But it, again, it all gets even better for Chris personally, because it relies more on Springfield. Springfield, the resident of Springfield doing the right thing, yeah. which they can't possibly do. No. So, Mr. Malloy, it seems that the cat has been caught by the very person that was trying to catch him. Oh, ironic. Palmer, old chap, well done. If anyone was going to catch me, I'm glad it was you. Actually, it wasn't me. It was my dad, Grandpa. Thanks, son. So you see, old people aren't so useless after all. Malloy's old and he outsmarted the lot of you. And I'm even older and I outsmarted him. (laughs) Shut up. I've had my moment. <laughs> it's immediately taken. He gets like five seconds to gloat, and it's taken away from him. Yeah, and Mo's my favorite mob member all the time. So just like in the Pink Panther, he steals a valuable gem, <laughs> and but also in the Pink Panther, he is intentionally caught to escape yeah. later. Like so, he is totally niven from the Pink Panther. In but there's this. The, the misdirect of like. Him apologize oh, yes. to everyone, and we really Wigan coming thought, as the buzzkill. As, as a kid, I really did think they were going to let him go. Me too. We we did almost miss that uh, that Selma has a lock. Uh, sorry, a of ball Ma- of, of, Richard, of Richard Dean Anderson hair. Yeah. Who who knows how she got it? I like that she 
keeps that ball the same like Marge's ball of Bouvier heirlooms. The Bouvier true. is like to keep things in balls. But I, Selma is the gay one of the twins, correct? No, no, Patty. Patty, oh yeah, right. Sorry. And I collect celery that has been in McGruber's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively. Watch no, that movie, people. That it's movie. fucking great. It's good, it's good uh, but Wiggum, Wiggum comes in to be a buzzkill. And although I have stolen your material goods, let me assure you. Dad, you got it back, just like you said you would. I sincerely regret any inconvenience I may have caused. And although I have stolen your material goods, let me assure you that your dear town has stolen my heart. Aww. Oh, he's so charming. Let's let him go! Yeah! <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. Gee, I really hate to spoil this little love-in, but Mr. Malloy broke the law. And when you break the law, you gotta go to jail. Ah, uh, that reminds me, uh, here's your monthly kickback. You just, you, you couldn't have picked the worst time. <laughs> I do feel like that is Merkin going against the of the time sitcom convention of everyone says ah and the episode ends and it's all resolved. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. like very full housey, which was still on at the air at this time. Uh, Barney, let's let him go. Let's yeah, let's let listen to Barney. Yeah. That's what should happen. I just love how he says that. Let's let him go. It almost sounds like like Pee Wee Herman in the tequila bar. And, and Wiggum still takes the kickback and puts it yeah. in his shirt. Like he's like, well, it's embarrassing, but I still uh, keep I this still money. take my bribe. And then we and, roll into... Uh, Oh, yes. uh, and Homer goes to the jail cell just to mock him. I, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's hear that. But you're wondering where I hid all the millions of dollars that I stole over the years. Shut up! All right, wait a minute. Maybe we should uh, hear him out. Where'd you hide the loot, Malloy? It's buried right here in Springfield, under a big T. No kidding. Ah. Big T, huh? Well, I guess I'll be going to my home now and sleep. <laughs> yeah, me too. I will also go home for sleep. This is so <laughs> fucking. I I don't know why I love this so much. I love this. Uh, I mean, it's I, indulgent to the extreme. Yeah. But. I do kind of refuse to watch. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh my god! Really? It seems like a three plus hour comedy that would is. be unbearable. <sighs> It, it is unbearable, but like, you know, one of my favorite comedies the last couple of years, this is the end. I see. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of similar. It's yeah. not amazing, but it's just like, it has a ton of funny people in for four seconds who get killed or like, just, just show up for a second mm-hmm. and do something funny and leave. Well, I will and, say that I, I have seen the 2001 movie Rat Race, which ends <laughs> with a, uh, what I call is- a, a smash mouth ex machina. <laughs> To wrap up the uh, to wrap up the story, That's it is so the fun. only time in a in a movie you will hear the line of dialogue. Wow, Smash Mouth! <laughs> <laughs> that will never happen again. Uh, so uh, this movie can never top there is a Rat Race. There's a scene in Rat Race where John Lovitz makes his daughter shit out a van window, and uh, yeah. she's screaming at the top of her lungs while they fly down the street. And like that is undeniably funny there's for this terrible maybe film. maybe ten good minutes of Rat Race. Yes. But, well, uh, the, but the Smash Mouth finale, nothing can talk about. Mad, 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 mad world. It's four mads. Four mads. Uh, yeah. And it, it is... Everybody. Everybody is dead. Even the... Uh, everybody. I mean, they were like... The Three Stooges were there dying on screen. Yes. They're dying on screen. Yeah. Jonathan Winters move. is in it. Uh, yep. W.C. Fields. W.C. Fields is in it. Jimmy Durante is dying on it's screen. Don Knotts. Don Knotts is in it. Not credited in the fucking trailer. He was a surprise. Wow. It, Ethel Merman, Red Skelton. It's crazy. So it's... it. Again, if these names don't ring a bell, <laughs> duh. But like, it was every famous comedian in this yeah. giant, long, overly indulgent All comedy. All just have scenes with each other to be funny. Yeah. But, so... 
like this episode made me watch Strange Love. Mm-hmm. I rented Man 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 World mm-hmm. almost immediately after seeing this episode on two VHS, two VHS tapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now as a film fan, I'm actually mad I saw it that way because it's filmed in Cinemascope, which oh, means so beautiful. extra extra yeah. widescreen. It's 2.35 to one, right? It, it, yeah, it, it, it sucks. It's such a weird juxtaposition. There are so many like practical effects of like people nearly getting hurt in great yes. camera shots, and then it cuts to blue screen of celebrities and vehicles yes. that looks totally unconvincing yeah, and terrible there's and there's multiple like that this was the era where it's like movies have to compete with tv mm-hmm. so this is going to be a long ass movie in mm-hmm. cinemascope with everyone yep. you've ever with heard mo- about every expensive thing you can be well the 60s in american cinema were defined by not knowing what the fuck to do against television and the director the the directors of the 70s haven't started yet so mm-hmm. they're just like Let's make paint your wagon. Let's uh-huh. make this, this was then like when you talk about throwing things. ideas at the wall. This is every idea and yeah, every pretty person. Much, yeah. But it's full of so many hilarious yeah. scenes. Jonathan Winters destroying the garage. It looks expensive. So and oh, Holy. the big T is the big W. Yeah. A Jimmy Durante dies in the start of the film, mm-hmm. and he tells them like, "I buried all my money under a big W." And these few people who saw him die they know where it is and they're all like we got to get to this w first in hollywood Mm -hmm. and get that money and as they go then more people start (laughs) finding out until a bigger and bigger mob but what they don't do is immediately shout out everybody it's under a big w yeah but it's uh, the secret spencer tracy i gotta i gotta show you a bit from the trail because yeah there's so many people in this movie from four continents history airlines jet lands in los angeles launching the biggest entertainment airlift in motion picture history. The world's press, some 300 newsmen from four continents, arrive for the Hollywood premiere of Stanley Kramer's There was a certain amount of money buried down in this park. Now, I suggest that we quietly get into our cars, and then when we get down there, we dig up the money, providing that there is some money there. There's only one way to figure it, and that is every man... It's a bunch of people running off to their own cars who race for the money. Spoken by Buddy Hackett, who we didn't yeah. even mention, and Mickey Rooney, who are also in oh, the fucking yeah. and film. And Milton Berle. And Milton Berle. It's, it's crazy. Every this episode, human. Um, this episode uses the music from the movie yes. directly. Yes. It's not a sound like they actually use the, the theme or whatever song. Yeah. So I, lo- I love Beautiful. I give the Simpsons writers a ton of credit for f- coming up with these old-timey words I don't know. Ah. But remember, they grew up with this trailer. Oh. And, and so, like, they grew up with this movie. They grew up in this time. And so, like... This film, this is a a hyper indulgent. I love old film trailers, but it's like four and a half minutes long, yes. uh, and and half of it is screaming out quotes from publications who I think have been dead for almost a hundred years. <laughs> um, let's see, but this is my favorite one. Not this one. Wild and hilarious all the way. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Is everything its extravagant title suggests? This. Says the New York Times. A whamdoodle, humdinger, uh-huh. stemwinder. Said the New York World Telegram and Sun. So the the New York World Telegram and Sun, which sounds like the result of seven hundred mergers, uh-huh. called this movie a whamdoodle, humdinger, stemwinder. It's a contrabulous. <laughs> it's a contrabulous fab traption. Yeah. I I have to hear this again. It makes me so happy. The New York Times. A whamdoodle, humdinger, stemwinder. Said the uh, I would not like my stem winded tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that sequence over this bit is from the destruction of yeah. the 
garage. And it was something, too, that I loved as a kid seeing that Phil Silvers is in it. Now, I'll get to Phil Silvers in a second. Yeah. But Phil Silvers is... Top Cat stole Phil Silvers. Yeah. Like, Top Cat is Sergeant Bilko, mm-hmm. 100%. And including his sidekicks, the guys who voice his sidekicks, two of them are the, the, the oh, attendants wow. at the place. <laughs> and I just, as a kid, heard, like... Hey, wait! That's the that's the pudgy cat who's with fact, uh-huh. with with Top Yeah, cat. you have the basis and the ripoffs doing scenes with one another. Yes, it's and it's what I, like I I've always found this hilarious. Bill Silver's is so fucking. Before funny. I knew the source material, yeah. this is this like in the middle anyway. of the sequence. It's just Bart waving to a guy freaking out in yes, the car. And great animation on this too. Yeah. What's the matter with you, kid? You told me the stream was shallow. Why are you? <laughs> So the most direct reference I have that scene. I have the scene. I got the scene. I got the scene as well. But it's just, of course, it's a fucking 1950s movie. So this sequence takes like 45 Uh minutes to occur. It's it's no Aquacar, but it's it's a it's a it's a kid kid coaxing a guy like, yeah, it's shallow enough. Just drive across. And it's uh, Phil Silvers. And, and hearing this right after watching this made me laugh for like two <laughs> fucking hours. It's too deep! It's too deep, you little rat feet! Why didn't you tell me it was deep? Why do I... Don't stand there! Get somebody! Don't... This is no place for a convertible! <laughs> it's no place for a convertible! He's saying that right to the camera. and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was watching this episode with good headphones on uh, for once, and uh, the music is just delightful. It's yeah, just, it's beautiful. like, so great. It's mm-hmm. Phil Silvers, is he's the best, is the sketchiest guy in the group, that he finds Jonathan Winters, who then tells him about the Big W, <laughs> and so then all he does is trick multiple people into, like, Oh, well, of course, we'll work together to get that money. Hey, would you just throw your bike over there real quick, yeah, and then he, you can get in the car. Yeah, he has just basically killed Don Knotts. Yes, he's like, uh, Don Knotts, uh, do you see that? Uh, it's a police helicopter. Of course, that's what they use. <laughs> what do you mean, they? Well, they mean they. They're great together, <laughs> it's, too. It's, it's amazing. It's There's, a little slice of wonderful, and I don't know. I'm happy to bring it up, because if you give a fuck about old Hollywood or famous comedians before we were born this is the most of them that have ever Maybe been assembled Maybe I will watch it and then Ethel Merman is really funny get in it too. really high yeah, yeah I mean that. like when I was reading about this on Wikipedia I was mm. like I feel bad I never watched this and I was like original cut was 210 minutes dear mm. lord yes that's like almost four hours I remember I would there's use an it, intermission I would use it a lot there better be what, and what was that version of charades we'd play in a pool where we have to give an Marco abbrevi- Polo. abbreviation of the name? Oh, and like, no, you'll never get this. <laughs> uh, it's six uh, M's in a row. So, mm-hmm. and they draw in the characters. You will see Milton Berle in the background. You will see Buddy Hackett. Mm-hmm. You'll Phil see Silvers. Phil Silvers. Mm-hmm. Even after he drowns, you'll see Phil Silvers <laughs> yeah. looking at the camera and yeah. smiling behind Homer. And As then well as the, Lionel Hutz, who never talks. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then at the ending. I always well I don't I wonder if you got the clip but I always think of this line. It's just a piece of paper. It's mine. Rightfully sorry, but there is no hidden treasure. I have already used this time to escape from your jail. Fondest wishes. Well, we can't make out the signature. Keep digging. We're bound to find something. <laughs> Dig up stupid, I'm Dig sure. Dig up stupid yeah. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It is it is a great way to explain getting out of a problem the wrong <laughs> Dig way. Dig up, stupid. Thinking like, boy, I really dug a hole for myself. I got to get out. Dig up, stupid, meaning 
Make more mistakes. Yeah. Keep digging that hole Start deeper. Start your you'll, own you'll, Patreon. You'll end, up, <laughs> you'll end up digging your way out. It's funny to see Marge is in that hole because I feel like she would, she would be sensible enough I to know. say, let's stop this. That or, was my exact ten note, feet too. in, she yeah. would have said, okay, this, this, it's not there. I but I like it. It's a very it good idea. Every single Springfieldian being as stupid as the next. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. And they're all going there in like, different ways. Like, Barney is in a biplane with Patty and Selma, mm-hmm, which yes. is great. That's how uh, that, that's all the conveyances are from it, too. The the motorcycle with the sidecar, the plane. That was fun, ladies. Yeah, all the all the stuff is in there. I'm telling you, it's a great movie. It Maybe really I will. I'm not vouching it. for it on that. Well, sense. I'm not going to say great. Good movie, and but uh, Bob I, will have a, ba- a blast with it. I'm not recommending. I, I have to set man. aside an entire afternoon to watch it. No, I just you but, care because you know who these people are. Oh, yeah, Most of the people are, them, yeah. and like this is they, they've. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's been a film that assembled this many people. Uh, Rat race once again. It, again, it's seven. It's seven people. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Around John Cleese. That is true. He's in that movie. No yeah. movie has spent as much money on getting all these comedians yeah, in one place. Yeah, it's insane, and it's like it's a swan song for some of them. Yeah, yeah this is a fun, goofy episode, and for some reason, I when I, going into this, I felt like the mad, 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 mad world stuff was a huge part of it. But going back, I was like, no, it's like it's a short. minute. It's a yeah. minute of this episode. It's so powerful at the end. Yeah, but it, 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 on the dragnet ending from Marge and the Lamb, it is the more indulgent of the parodies it is yeah. especially because like i didn't fucking get this when it oh yeah when i saw it it on made TV. no sense to me as a 10 year old but or 11 year old at this point if you're following henry's age along with the show it was still funny though yeah it, was it still came funny. off as a wham doodle humdinger yeah. uh, a real stem twister stem yeah this, this is a very hilarious episode that if you wanted to like pick apart the story, like eh, it kind of falls apart in the third act. But it's kind of uh, doesn't really track I, super well. Yeah, but who <laughs> it cares? It works really it's well as so a cartoon. Fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're having more fun, I think, with uh, just kind of being all over the place, but still telling really good jokes. Mm-hmm. I really like this episode. Want more like it? So thank you so much for listening. I have been your host for this episode, of Talking Simpsons. My name is Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. B O B S E R V O. I also write about video games and occasionally anime for, for fandom at fandom.com. And I also do a comedy article every other Thursday for somethingawful.com. And my other podcast is Retronauts every Monday at retronauts.com. Or just search for Retronauts in your podcast machine. Every week we bring you a new episode about classic games if you want to get into the podcast. Think of a game that you like. We've probably done an episode about it. And oh, listen yeah. to that episode. And I guarantee you will like it. Especially if it's our Bart versus the Space Mutants episode. <laughs> or our Celebrity Games episode where uh, Chris and Henry are both on it. Doing our regular goof ups as we usually do in Talking Simpsons. Anybody else? What do you What do you do? H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter is where you can follow me. And that's also where updates when a new episode goes live comes from. So follow me there. And... You can see my work on fandom.com as well. And and also, you know, let me tell you that you should give us reviews on iTunes. We always love new reviews on iTunes. So if uh, you can't support us other ways, at the very least, give us an iTunes review. But if you want to give us a little more support, say $5 a month, there's a great place to do that. Patreon.com slash laser time. This is a fan-funded show and all the... Even $5 a month will help us out and keep this show going. This show exists because of the success of Patreon. And as I say every time, and you got to hear it again, (laughs) the entire first season and the seasons two, three, and four wrap-ups are all there. All yours for just $5 a month along with hundreds of hours of more content. That's very nice of Henry because he's doesn't receive any of the Patreon money. It's me and the other guys, but it helps keep the equipment, the hosting up. This studio exists because of that. It is. And if you feel like it's not your responsibility... A lot of people feel that way. 
<laughs> and it's got to be someone's responsibility or we can't keep it up. Uh, nobody's compl- I'm not complaining. Not rich, but not poor. It's just great. And we try and make it worth your while to join up and help support us. Um, and you can find a bunch of more stuff there and on lasertimepodcast.com. If you like how d- deep a dive we take in some of the jokes, Laser Time, uh, we, we recently examined who was the tallest movie monster. Uh, we looked at the, the entire history of the Power Rangers, where they come from, and how many iterations there have been in America mm. and Australia. Oh. If you look at uh, lasertimepodcast.com, click on Laser Time, see a picture of Seymour Sk- Skinner, who inspired our Out of Touch quiz. <laughs> Do you not like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Big Bang Theory, and Medea movies? I don't know them either, but we all quizzed ourselves by how little we know about these titanic franchises uh, to embarrass ourselves. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week when Bart visits the Box Factory, everybody. <gasps> oh, See my then. God. My show's a box. Wow, infotainment.